This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Four members of the House Freedom Caucus have made a point of endorsing Alabama Congressman Barry Moore as he runs for Congressional District 1 against fellow Republican Jerry Carl. The four members of the House Freedom Caucus have worked with Moore on the House Judiciary Committee, and they say that Moore is very aware of the need to have operational control at the U.S.-Mexico border. Troy Nels of Texas says that Moore knows that every town is a border town due to the radical policies of Joe Biden. And Andy Biggs of Arizona says Moore understands that it's not just about good policy, but enforcing that policy. Congressman Warren Davidson of Ohio and Eli Crane of Arizona are calling on Alabamians to send Moore back to Congress by choosing him as the Republican primary candidate on March 5th. A state lawmaker has filed a bill in the Alabama House that requires parental consent before minors can be vaccinated. Currently, Alabama state law allows for anyone over the age of 14 to receive a medical or dental treatment without parental knowledge or permission. HB 165 would change that law to require written consent by a parent or guardian for anyone under the age of 19. The bill's sponsor, Chip Brown, says that vaccination has negative after effects and can cause long-term complications. He says the bill is a common-sense safeguard to protect children. There are seven bills within the Alabama legislature that deal with firearms and gun rights here in the state of Alabama. Bama Carey is a citizen group that has come out in opposition to these seven bills based on their restrictive nature to the Second Amendment. HB 20 makes it a penalty to not respond to a question from a law enforcement officer on whether a person is carrying a concealed weapon. Other bills restrict the use of certain parts to convert a firearm and restrict the possession or transfer of weapons under certain conditions. One bill also has a Red Flag Protective Order Act. Bama Carey made the watch list regarding these bills on the basis that law-abiding citizens have the right to bear arms in defense of themselves as well as the state. Bama Carey is going to hold a Firearms Freedom Conference this coming Saturday in Prattville. The trial for the director of the Alabama Department of Transportation has been moved back in date once again. This will be the third time such a thing has occurred by the judge that's overseeing the trial against John Cooper, who is charged with harassment and intimidation in Marshall County. Cooper was arrested and charged last summer for his comments and threats that were made to a neighbor over an easement to some property in Lake Guntersville. That neighbor, George Carter, filed charges against Cooper, and Cooper, in response, filed civil charges against Carter over the whole easement issue. The civil case will be against Carter this starting May, with the date for the criminal case against Cooper moved to June 10th. District Judge Mitchell Floyd made the decision saying that the civil trial may reveal some pertinent facts before the criminal trial is held. Starting this weekend, from Friday to Sunday night, is the Weather Preparedness Tax Holiday. The Alabama Department of Revenue will be waiving the state sales tax on items that Alabamians should stock up on in case of severe weather. This includes items like batteries, duct tape, plywood, radios, food coolers, and more. A portable generator that is under $1,000 will also be exempted from this state sales tax. Some counties and municipalities will also be participating in waiving their taxes on these items. The founder of the Mountain Gateway organization, John Hancock, was on national media to talk about the pastors that have been jailed in Nicaragua in the past few weeks. Hancock is a Pinson native who has worked for decades in Latin American countries and recently held massive gospel rallies in the country of Nicaragua. Those rallies preceded the arrest of 11 pastors who were working with Mountain Gateway to pull off these events. Hancock spoke recently on Fox News about efforts to free those 11 pastors, including a mother, who have since been jailed. Persecution against um, 
the church is probably higher than it's ever been in history worldwide right now. And so uh, it's, a, it's a big problem. And it, and it definitely happened in, in Nicaragua. You know, one of, the, one of our people in prison is a, is a young mother. And uh, she has two children that are U.S. citizens, and uh, one of them's four months old, one of them's two years old, and um, it's 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 really against the law for them to separate her from her children, but they're not they're not letting them be together, and so we're very concerned because we can't we can't verify the health of any of the prisoners. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news. A British ship was targeted by missiles in the Red Sea and was sunk by that missile. Two other U.S. ships were also attacked, while a U.S. Reaper drone was downed by a missile coming from the country of Yemen. Houthi militants are being blamed for these actions. The British ship was not far from a port city in Yemen when the attack occurred. The Houthi militants are being financially and ideologically supported by the country of Iran, but are based out of the country of Yemen. Three U.S. service members, all from Georgia, were killed in a drone attack that occurred last month at a U.S. base in the country of Jordan. That attack was from a drone that was believed to be from Houthi militants. In another area of attack, which is closer to home, much closer to home, Fox News reporter Bill Malugin is now posting videos of Chinese migrants who are crossing over from Mexico into an area near San Diego, California. Malugin was able to talk to some of those migrants about all of the countries they are coming from and what are the reasons. I can speak Spanish, but it's not doing me a whole lot of good down here. As you mentioned, we are getting a massive explosion of Chinese nationals crossing the border. They speak Mandarin. We've been able to talk with some of them using translator apps, but there is a huge language barrier. And Border Patrol agents out here have to deal with that same barrier as well. Some of the Chinese are actually standing behind me right now. Uh, take a look at this video we shot early this morning here in Hakumba. After the sun came up, dozens of illegal immigrants from all around the world were gathered up waiting for Border Patrol to process them. Some from China, others from Turkey, others from Middle Eastern countries, most of them adults from all around the world. Uh, Try talking with some of them. Here's what some of them had to say. Where are you guys from? Turkey. Turkey. Where are you guys from? De donde son? Ecuador. Where are you guys from? China. 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 Okay, why did you come? Um, take money. Money? Yes. For job? Yes. There's no job in China. Um, maybe, I don't know. In 2023, there were a reported 37,000 Chinese migrants encountered at the border by authorities. 20,000 more came into the U.S. in October when the fiscal year for 2024 started. That brings a total to, at minimum, 57,000. If you ever wonder why this border invasion continues with little to no effort by the Biden administration to stop it, look no further than what has just occurred in the extremely liberal and Democrat-controlled city of San Francisco. That city has recently placed a non-U.S. citizen on its election commission. What could possibly go wrong here? Kelly Wong from Hong Kong is part of the seven-member commission after a swearing-in ceremony was held at San Francisco City Hall. Wong then gave an interview saying that her goal is to help immigrants who don't speak English navigate and participate in elections here in the U.S. Wong says she's passionate about voter outreach and helping in translation to these illegal immigrants so that they can exercise their right to vote, according to Wong. The original decision that resulted in Wong's newest position occurred back in 2020 in San Francisco. A vote was held by the city council to eliminate citizenship requirement for participation on city boards, commissions, and advisory panels, and now election commissions, all at the very convenient timing of a 2024 election year. 
More reports are coming out about the business efforts of Joe Biden's younger brother, James Biden, and his dealings with AmeriCorps. This resulted in the collapse of the rural hospitals throughout the nation back in 2019. The extensive report comes from Politico and shows that Joe Biden was far more involved in Jim Biden's business efforts than he has ever admitted to in public. Joe Biden took part in getting Jim Biden a business partnership with AmeriCorps. Jim Biden then would go on to fire the chief financial officer, and Politico was reporting that the firing was because the CFO refused to provide illegitimate statements for an investor pitch that Jim Biden was involved in. One of the persons who experienced a business pitch from Jim Biden told Politico that Jim Biden would often refer to his brother Joe, even saying at one point that he was sitting next to him during the phone call and that Joe Biden would promote the AmeriCorps model for for rural health care in his upcoming 2020 campaign. Recent reports by three investigative reporters have now caused a question to emerge regarding a certain binder. Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taibbi, and Alex Gutenberg have all been writing in great detail the level to which Barack Obama and CIA Director John Brennan took to spy on Trump. They did so by setting up his associates. The CIA coordinated this effort with the Five Eyes countries, which are Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, along with the U.S. The CIA was able to get these foreign countries put their spies on a mission to find ways to meet and talk to Trump associates, and from there, manufacture a suspicion that was then recommended to the FBI and CIA, which in turn would justify the FBI and CIA getting a FISA court permission to spy on Trump's campaign. Now this reporting is detailing a particular missing folder or binder that has all of this raw intelligence inside and points back to the Obama administration as orchestrating the whole spying plan. Michael Schellenberger spoke more about how the raid on Mar-a-Lago may have been for a much deeper purpose than classified documents. It may have been to locate that binder if it somehow got into Trump's hands before he left the White House. Schellenberger spoke with Jesse Waters on Fox News. But obviously, if this binder contains what we have been told that it contains, which may include raw intelligence, information showing that the U.S. government, the CIA and the intelligence community of the U.S. government, initiated the Russia collusion hoax, that it did not occur in the way that the official story, including the Durham investigation, had portrayed it, then that's extremely serious information. And it may be if the FBI then went to go get it in order to continue the cover up of this information, that obviously adds an even more dramatic wrinkle to this. Again, we'll have more to say about it tomorrow, but this is a huge, huge story. I mean, I can't I've been thinking about it in the history of the United States of America Have we ever had something like this where the intelligence community was weaponized against a political candidate and and using our foreign allies to do it? I, I can't think of a more important or dramatic story. A new study released by the Global Vaccine Data Network involved 99 million vaccinated people. This multi-country study was one of the largest of its kind and involved the countries of Denmark, New Zealand, Argentina, Canada, Australia, Finland, and Scotland. The study results are published in Elsevier, which is a science publisher and data analytics company. The result of the study shows that the COVID-19 vaccine triggered safety signals for a variety of conditions, including myocarditis, pericarditis, Guillain-Barr syndrome, cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, and severe blood clotting. Those are all among the 13 safety signals that the report says must be further explored since they were clearly connected to those getting a dose of the Pfizer or Moderna or AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. 
If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 